Oh, we're starting that shit right the fuck over. Oh my god. Okay. Yo, this is Isaiah, and you're listening to Annoyed TV. You were just listening to Riki Key by Arca, one of the two songs that my guest today chose. Determined, creative, eccentric. Those are the three words that I think of when describing Isaiah. And he never gave me his last name, but I kind of think it's cool. He goes by Isaiah is dumb on Instagram. Many of you know him, I'm sure. But for some reason, I didn't feel the need to ask the last name. I just, I think it lives on its own. Everybody knows who Isaiah is when, when you say that. Isaiah is a multimedia artist. He dabbles in animation, photography, and his main creative platform currently is his brand Suburbia. Evolved from his brand they started in high school called Dumb, Suburbia is a representation of who Isaiah is, putting a new spin on what it means to be a kid from the suburbs. This is a learned creative, most definitely. When he finds something, he does his research on it and makes sure he understands it to its core. And that's something I really appreciate about Isaiah. It was so much fun talking to him and getting to hear all of his inspirations and this knowledge that he has about certain subjects. I'm stop talking though, it's not my time. I'll see y'all on the other side of the interview. So today I'm joined by one of the most interesting men in the world. Oh wow! Yep, yep. That's what they've been saying about you, bro. That shit is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just jump right into it. We'll kick it off. First question I always got for everybody: Who are you? Um, I'm Isaiah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's how you want to do it. Yeah. Short and sweet. Yeah. Nothing deeper. Nah, I just I'm. I, I get up and I <laughs> live my life. Yeah. So, you know, I don't really like have like too much. No, yeah. the one thing that I can say is that, you know, if you see the way that you present yourself, if somebody sees you at a function or something like that, you're very much yourself. And that shines through, you know, in everything that you do. Like you're always geeked up every time I see you, bro. Like, Thank you. Going crazy. <laughs> so like, where does that, where's that strong sense of self come from? And like, where, where do you find the I don't know if confidence is the right word because you know you're just doing you but where's that come from I don't really know I kind of just like I've always kind of just kind of like been this way like kind of just like really like loud and like obnoxious <laughs> but um I think as of like recently I think I've really like came into myself not to be like corny or whatever right. but like I really like came into myself in the sense of like my identity and the way I present myself um I really like to like my own fall I really like lack inhibition um, cause sometimes I feel like I'd be doing way too much, but at the same time, it's like, you ain't going to see me out nowhere and I'm not going to turn up. So <laughs> shit. what do you think has promoted this ability to step into, to your true self and to your true identity? I think me just be able, being able to be like my authentic self, the majority of my life has really allowed me to kind of like push out, like I said, like the 
inhibition or right. whatever and yeah. just be able to just be me and like you know live and got shit you. so yeah got you so for the people who don't know what you do break it down for us what 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 kind of things what would you describe yourself as other than just being you other than just being isaiah I would consider myself a multimedia artist. Um, I don't like to confine myself into um, one box because I dabble into multiple. Like, um, I am an illustrator. I am a. I'm a very interested in fashion. I'm very interested in um, photography. Very interested in um, animation. I'm also kind of interested in like creative curation. You know, like all that shit. So you know, I don't like to like confine myself into one box so i usually just like stick with multimedia artists right and that seems like a running theme that i've heard from a lot of people that i've talked to is this inability or not wanting to close yourself off to one thing mm -hmm. do you think there's any benefit in specializing in one specific thing oh absolutely i think when people like say like they're not one thing they're not whatever i think you need to prove it in your output because it's just kind of like, you can say you're not, you're all these things, but then it's like, what are you actually? Right. And at least I will say in my creative output, I've proven that it's like, okay, I can do illustration. I've done photography. I've done um, fashion design. I've done all that shit. So it's like, I can say that because I put out the output to really say that I am. Right, right. So do you think you have to start with one thing? Not necessarily master that, but like you said, do the output and then move on to the next thing. Honestly, yeah. I think I think people should definitely find one thing that they're good at and hone on on that skill and then as time continues move on to other things as well because when you run in to wanting to do so many things at once, you'll never be good at everything. You won't be able to be good at everything, period. But like I think like if you hone in on like one specific thing, it'll prove like in better output and then later definitely like explore into like other things as well. Right. I don't know if that made sense. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> You're good, bro. You're good. Have you ever found yourself, you know, trying to take on too much at, at, at one every point? Every day. <laughs> every fucking day. I'm very like, very like, go, 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 go. So it's like when I really get like um, invested in an idea, I kind of like put like my whole world into that. Mm. And then I also have the opposite problem where sometimes I get like in these moods, like as of recently, I've been like really like, unmotivated mm. to like really like work and it's like the thing is is that it's like the work that I have um ready to go is like done I've been kind of like unmotivated to really do new things or like try to push out new stuff as of recently because I've just kind of been like in like this mood but I'm trying to break out of that very yeah. soon what do you what do you think that stems from um fatigue mm. I think it stems from fatigue for a long time I was very like go 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 I have to get this done this done this done this done this done this done, this done. And I think for a minute I kind of like burned out and um, I've been working really hard on a project that'll be out soon, you know, that I've put so much work into it and everything's been happening. But now that we're at the point of like release, I've kind of just been like, kind of like ugh about it. Right. Cause I just kind of like, I put so much work into it that it's like, I'm kind of like fatigued. But yeah. I also, I'm a big fan of, <sighs> working on things until they're the best finished project that they can be. I used to do these things where it's like, I would put out stuff. I'd come up with the idea of something really fast, get it done really fast, immediately put it out. And then in like a month's time, I really like hated it. Mm. So I think like 
what's really like beneficial is like honing in on your ideas and like really like executing it out into the best product possible and not just like pushing it out just because you want something to put something out. Right. Do you think this new project that hopefully we can get into a little bit later mm. is that what you're saying you honing in and you taking your time actually to thousand percent right one thousand percent yeah cool cool all right let's back it up a little bit before we we talk about any of the work that you've done and let us know man what was the upbringing like what kind of things were you into what 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 stuff were you watching what music were you listening to what what shaped you when you were younger from a very young age i uh was really into uh, cartoons and shit. Like um, when Adventure Time came out, that like changed my life. Right, Adventure Time, regular show, all that stuff. And then um, it got into a point where it's like it wasn't just like being into what came out before. I started like delving back into like older stuff. Like I want to say in like sixth grade, I was obsessed with um, the Powerpuff Girls because mm. that shit is fire. <laughs> that shit's fire, 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 fire. Um, and then through like my love of animation, I then eventually delved into like anime and then I watched like stuff like uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, Fully Cooly, mm-hmm. um, Classics. all like the shit from like uh, Studio Gainax shits fire, 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 fire. For the longest time, I thought I was going to be like an animator in which that's still something that I want to pursue later in life. But like I was like headset on like, okay, I'm going to go to fucking... Um, what is it? Cal Arts, and I'm gonna move to Birmingham, mm. and I'm gonna have a show on Cartoon Network, and it's gonna be lit. And that's like what was my like whole life plan up until I was like 13, and then um, I started listening to Tyler the Creator, as most people do. Right. <laughs> my whole like world changed, where like now I have this like interest in like clothing and fashion and like all that shit. And I think my, at least I hope my like taste has like progressively grown throughout time. So yeah. Got you. So what draws you, cause I, another thing that's very evident from an outsider perspective is like your love for anime and your love for this kind of animation. Why, why that specific type of storytelling and that specific type of animation? Well, I wouldn't really consider myself like too much in like anime fandom because Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be honest like I really stopped watching like new shows after like I was like 13 because it just didn't really interest me anymore right but it was the there's like a like a set like five shows that I really love and they're all made by like the same people so it's like Ava, Fully Cooley, Pansy and Stocking, um, Kill a Kill, uh, uh, Dead Leaves, all those are like made by like uh, Studio Gynax or like Studio Trigger or whatever. So like, I think what gravitates me towards them is the zaniness and like the absurdity of it. Um, more speaking specifically to like Fully Cooly, that shit is like six episodes of like balls to the wall, absurdity, craziness in your face. Right. And it's like, that shit is so fucking sick. So fucking sick. And um, I really resonated with Ava. I watched it when I was, like I said, like I wanted to like 12 and that changed my life. Like it changed my like outlook on like social relationships and not even just social relationships, but like artistry and like the fucking dire circumstances that production was under and to see how like how beautiful, even with the restrictions and the fucking um, constraints that they had, their, their ability to make such a beautiful work of art was really like, insane right so yeah so are you into you know seeing the behind the scenes of it 
as well as seeing like the final product? 100%. The second I like get into anything, I have to do like a long like research on like the mm. creator and its production and like what influenced them and like what influenced them, them, and then do like a dig delve. It's honestly like, it's fun, but it's also detrimental because I do this thing where it's like, if I really like something like right now, this is like my like capitalist, like consumerism mind. I'll like try to like buy like three things from it or right. like do like whatever, whatever, whatever. It's really bad. My bank account is in pain every day, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> got you. Got you. So, I mean, obviously these are all very imaginative and, and creative works of art, but when did art for you start to become something that, that you wanted to pursue? When I was like 10, I like started like, I started drawing, I started taking drawing seriously when I was around 10. Cause like I said, I thought I was going to be like a fucking like an animator and like, I thought I was going to have like a show on Cartoon Network. <laughs> you so, have a name for the show? No, I didn't even know what it was going to be. Cause I knew that like I was fucking six, not six. I knew I was 10. So like whatever idea I had wasn't going to be the fleshed out thing, but right. it's like, I knew I was going to build myself up. That's the one thing I forgot to mention. Um, I like fucking adored Steven Universe when yeah. it was first like coming out. So like, I thought like, bro, I am going to run up this Cartoon Network Studios building and I am going to come out with my magnum opus yeah. and all this shit, and which I still want to do, but um, you know, other shit <laughs> came first down. Yeah. But um, honestly, like my like life plan is like fashion shit in my twenties and then when I'm 30, I'll have a show on Adult Swim. <laughs> Word, yeah, hey, that, that ain't a bad plan. That ain't a bad plan for sure. So what did that early art, look like for you what what kind of mediums were you playing around with then i was just drawing all the time all like my worksheets from school had like drawings all over the sidebar to the point where like my teachers like fucking hated me and like i was just i would just draw all the fucking time like every like sketchbook i have from like um like my high school like or whatever or like junior high it was all either like steven universe characters or my own characters like it was just that all the time i remember my dad was like pissed at me because i took all of his printer paper because i drew all over all the printer paper and he didn't have any so it's like that was i've been drawing nonstop since i was fucking like 11 10. When did the other mediums start to come into play and what were those other mediums that, that you started to use? I like started becoming like uh, competent. I like Photoshop when I was like 16 because um, I took a lot of like computer graphics classes in like high school. So I started like working in that a lot. I started dabbling in photography like I want to say like a year and a half ago. And um, I got like my own like little digital camera and I used to like do all these like really bad like over edits on <laughs> these photos and it was like cute for the time but like I look back and I'm like oh god but um yeah I've been just trying to like branch out and start to do other things yeah. as of recently so, Got yeah. you. so how do you view your art in every stage of your life I know some people are like yeah I don't ever want anybody to see that ever and other people are like, yeah, that was just a part of me. And, you know, that was like part of my creative journey. So how, where do you sit on, on that spectrum? Definitely a part of just like my creative journey. Um, I mean, I'm still on my creative journey right now. At the end of the day, like I'm only like 20 years old. So it's like anything that I do, I really hope I'm not in the pinnacle of whatever fucking artistry I'm in right, right. now. Because that would fucking suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be fucking ass if I was like the best at whatever I was doing now. Because I mean, I'm not going fucking anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm just all that stuff in the past is very much creative journey and I'm still on it. So, yeah. One more thing about, about, you know, growing up and things that you were looking at, what, uh, what role models, what kind of role models did you have? Who were you looking up to if, in terms of inspiration? 
Tyler, the fucking creator. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> I hate giving this man credit, but like, no, like that, like he, he was a huge part of my adolescence to teenage years and um, discovering that music and also like his like, do whatever the fuck you want attitude. Plus like um, the clothes at the time, it really, really, really resonated with me. So I think he was like my like main. I think that's a lot, a lot of people. Like it's everyone. A, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to see how much influence he's had now. You know what I mean? Because back then we were in it, but I mean, we're still in it now, right? He's not Definitely. done. He's not gone anywhere. Definitely. I think, I think he will go down as to be as influential as like Kanye especially to like this generation because it's like like a nigga I can see like the cherry bomb tattoo you got right, like it's right. like that man in a lot of ways that are evident and not evident has had a humongous influence on music fashion and just culture in general and it's like it's it's insane honestly do you hope to be like that one day in a way I don't want to like plan out my whole career to like be like Tyler's but like you know, he's someone who's found success and I want to find success. So, yeah. Right, right. Now, the last question in terms of your childhood, what is the most influential memory from when you grew up or from, from any time recently that you think informs the work that you do now and the lifestyle that you live now? Damn, I ain't got nothing. <laughs> not not one memory, not one Nah, memory. I kind of just, see, my thing is just kind of like, I've always kind of like been like this, so I don't have like a specific moment that like was like the turn. I kind of just, <laughs> I've kind of just always like been like a freak. So <laughs> that's kind of just where. Yeah, right, from the beginning, have. from yeah. the beginning. So now when did when did fashion start to come on the radar? When When did you start to look at that and be like, oh man, like this is something that, you know, I could see myself doing? As most 14 year olds do. I was a little Supreme girl. I was a little golf girl. So like I was really into that. And when I was like first starting to like make clothes in like um, high school and shit, I was very inspired by like that whole like movement. But, and I think I was kind of like stuck in that for like a long time, even though I was like a kid. So it's like, okay. But um, as of recently, I want to say like the pandemic is what's really was like the like pinnacle like moment for me where it's like the switch happened where it's like I'm no longer interested in like fucking streetwear or like whatever that is and I'm now interested in the world beyond that mm. because I think I got interested in like um 2000s like rave and like skate aesthetic really hard and like um Harajuku so from then on it's been a constant evolution of like my like taste making and like all the shit that I really like where it's like I've definitely evolved past just like the surface level streetwear right yeah two questions off of that first is like the the initial layer and then the second you know goes a little deeper into, into what you said but in your mind why is fashion so important and so alluring to you and then secondly, why that specific genre of fashion that you just described? Why is that fit for you? Um, it it's a form of complete self-expression. I think you can tell exactly what about a person by what they're wearing. And it doesn't even matter if like you're like interested in fashion or not. You can look at like a normal person and you can tell exactly what they what they what they're about by what they're wearing. And um it's literally just, it's the the greatest way you can express yourself. 
like, and even if it's not even intentional, like I can see exactly the type of person you are or the type of person you want to be perceived by, mm. by the way you dress. And then what was the second question? Uh, that specific genre of fashion, that, that like early 2000s that you were just describing. That shit's sick. <laughs> uh, nothing really like too like in depth about it. It's just that shit's like sick. I really love maximalism and like a lot of like, uh, like crazy, crazy, crazy shit. So it's just kind of like, I think, I think in the early 2000s, it really was like giving it in its best way. Do you know who um, Walter Van Buurenhoek is? No. Bro, he is this Belgium designer and he is absolutely insane. All of his work is absolutely insane. More specifically, his label in the 90s, uh, Wild and Lethal Trash, I think it's like the perfect, it's the perfect reference and the perfect example of what I want to do mm. in like my future. And I think a lot of his messaging and his work is very political as well. Like a lot of his work in the 90s was very like, uh, focused and centered on um, the HIV and AIDS um, epidemic, which I think um, needs to have more attention on it now because HIV and AIDS is still a very important issue to this day. So yeah, I think um, going circling back, I think uh, that very like maximalist like style to like um, the early 2000s is really, 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 really sick. And I don't like the way that it's kind of been like appropriated now <laughs> that's what i was just about to get into like, because it's coming back in in a certain way but so. like not even really like when okay so when i was first getting hip to the quote-unquote y2k aesthetic right that's the I, buzzword right there y2k the, yeah. my nigga it like it's been completely co-opted by these fucking depop bitches and it's so fucking annoying it's like when I was first like hip to it, I saw it as like Jinko jeans, kickwear, rave, TLC, no scrubs video, right. futurism, like all that shit. And that's what I got into. So now whenever I see a girl in a fucking butterfly tank top being like, oh my God, Y2K, it's like, girl, that's not what that is. Yeah. And it's also like, um, they use that word Y2K for fucking anything. And matter of fact, there's a difference between the Y2K aesthetic, which is what I just described, like very like futuristic, very like all that. And like the McBling aesthetic, which is the 2000s like Paris Hilton like um Louis Vuitton ex Kashi Murakami mm -hmm. Playboy like um Von Dutch like those are two different aesthetics but they use it as like a buzzword for like everything which I think is kind of annoying but it's okay right <laughs> so do you think there needs to be delineation between Absolutely. the two I'm trying to call it the fakes now <laughs> not the fakes I think like people actually know yeah the fakes because I'd be like seeing like some like shit like I'll be like going through like the Depop like Y2K tag and it's just like literally like clothes like from like now and they're like Y2K and it's like okay girl <laughs> um so who who's that artist that you just mentioned um Walter Van Buurenonk and his work is very political and you know has a message do you want your work to emulate that in a way do you want to have a message with your things because I mean going back to this one conversation I had with uh Praise he said Love that him. he said that you can have your work be whatever you want it to be. So if you want it to have a message, it can have a message, but it needs to wholly embody that. But if you just want it to be cool, it can be cool. So where where do you kind of sit sit on that? I'm at current time right now, I'm on it being cool, but having it be cool with intention, right? Mm. It's like, I don't want to slap like a random shit on there, but well, let me say like this, right? I'm not going to just put some like bullshit on some like clothes or whatever, like, if it's gonna be some like wackiness, it's been planned out wackiness for the last six months. It's been like 
I've been tweaking on this design for the last like eight months and the craziness that you see on here was perfectly curated craziness and it's not just some like bullshit I just came up with. Like I uh, follow this rule for myself that um, I do everything with intention and creative intention and like what I want to do and just making sure that it's like every single thing that I put out has has actual thought put into it and it's not like bullshit just for me to like put up there right when did the idea to you know start your own thing when did that when did that start to come into the fold for you it's always existed um when I was in high school I had a little clothing brand called uh dumb and it was very inspired by like you know like the supremes and like the golfs and like whatever and after I like graduated high school I was like okay I want to continue this but I don't want it to be like this anymore because it's just kind of like this is very much how I was feeling when I was like 14 but like now I'm like 18 so like let me do something else so um that's when suburbia came came into my mind initially with suburbia it was very much like I didn't really have a real like intention of what it was going to be I just wanted it to be like cool like cyber y2k like type beat shit right but it wasn't until like recently with the new suburbia that'll be out soon hopefully um that it fully has a contained universe. It fully has a contained vibe, um, absurdism, zaniness, insanity, crazy, wacky, childish explosion of mess is what the new suburbia is, but it all has kind of like a, an intention behind it. And it all is carefully curated and made and all that shit. So I think this is very much what I'm talking about when I say that like I'm in like the infancy of whatever I'm doing mm -hmm. is that it's like I've been working at this shit since I was really young and I'm only now putting out or am making a product that I'm really, really, really excited for. And in a year's time, I'll be like, oh, that was like whatever. That was like the first thing. So it's very much about like evolution and not being stuck on like whatever you made when you were fucking 16. Right. So let's back it up a little bit because I'm curious what did the actual inception of suburbia look like? Like why that name, why that specific vibe that you were going for? What, what did that whole time period when you first decided to start this journey? So like I said, I had my uh, little clothing brand when I was in high school called a uh, dumb and it was like funny because it's like at the you gotta remember like 2017 like 2018 uh the whole like vibe of like streetwear brands where it was just like right. a random word put on like a billion things yeah. and like that whole type of shit so that was kind of like my mindset with that but like i said when i was growing into like what i wanted to do next i was like oh i kind of want to move away from that and i kind of want to have a little bit more like you know intention in the work that i want to do even if i was if it wasn't like necessarily that word i was thinking about mm -hmm. but um I was coming up with a bunch of like, I was trying to figure out like what's a cool like catch all name that's like smooth and like, you know, runs well. Right. And I came to suburbia because at the end of the day, I am a kid from suburbia. You know, I grew up in like fucking, I don't want to drop my hometown. Yeah. But the suburbs, the suburbs. <laughs> the suburbs. But um, I grew up in the suburbs and that's very much who I am. So why not just like name it that? There wasn't really like, 
at first it was a catch on name, but as I've had conversations with like my kind of like creative base recently, I think suburbia means a lot more now, mm. especially because it's like, you see the way that I like present myself and the way that I dress. And it's like, I don't look like a kid from suburbia. I look like a fucking freak. <laughs> so it's about like, it's about like subverting the idea of like, what does it mean to be from suburbia or like to be a kid from suburbia, but being nothing, nothing like that. Right. Yeah. That's fire. That's so fire. You keep dropping this word freak. What, what does that mean to you? Why, why, why do you keep using that word specifically? Cause I'm a fucking black queer man living in fucking Columbus, Ohio. Like there's no other word to kind of describe it. Like, and I fucking wear my silly little outfits <laughs> on the weekends. So it's like, I don't know. It's like, I identify with the word freak. I am very much a freak. <laughs> Is it something that, I mean, I feel like I already know the answer to this because you're using it so much, but it, it's not something that you use to demean yourself. Oh, absolutely not. Um, being a freak is sick. What would I want to be fucking normal? Right. Fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever feel, do you ever feel trapped in, in the current situation that, that you're in because, because of the way that you are? I mean, not really trapped cause I don't really give a shit, but like, I feel like the confines of like where I'm at, but it's like, it's not like a thing where it's like, I'm sitting here being like, I can't do what I want to do because I'm here. It's like, no, I'm making the best out of the situation. But like, and like I said, I already have like no inhibition the way it is. <laughs> so I kind of just do whatever and I really could give a fuck. <laughs> right. Yeah. So now let's, let's dig, let's dig more into, into suburbia. Talk to me about that, that first drop of, of clothing that, that you put together. How, what was that inspired by? How did that all come together? And and what was the feeling when you were able to finally put it out for everybody to see? Um, I really hate the first drop of suburbia. It's kind of ass. Damn. Um, <laughs> it's literally just the word suburbia on a t-shirt, but those pictures I took were fire. And the video that me and Luna did was really fire, but like I hate those fucking clothes because it's literally just like nothing. Like it's literally just like the word on the fucking t-shirt. That's what I'm talking about where it's like, I don't want to like, I don't want to be like the run of the mill, like mm -hmm. streetwear startup brand. That shit's corny as fuck. Like that shit's corny as fuck. So it's like, I look back at that and I'm like, oh, that's really annoying. But at the same time, it's like, that was the starting off point. Uh, the next suburbia thing, which was the pop-up, that was sick. Um, those shirts I designed for that were sick. The prints I did was sick. Um, the stickers I did was sick. And um, I was really excited when it happened and I had a good turnout and I made some money. Yes, sir. So the yeah. Bag. yeah. <laughs> and then what was after that? Oh, 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 this, this, this is the shit I want to talk about this shit right here. Right. Um, the last thing I did with suburbia now is coming up on a year was the, um, the headphones tea. Yeah. I was really inspired by a uh, hysteric glamor and like how they had a bunch of like um, raglan tees and shit. So I thought that would be really sick cause I don't see like a lot of like kind of like upstart, like, like whatever brands like playing with like different types of like t-shirts. It's always just like the same, like American apparel, like mm -hmm. normal like t-shirt or whatever. So I was like, oh, okay, let me do like a raglan tee. And I was listening to a lot of Bjork at the time and her song headphones is cool. And they have, she has a line in there that goes, my headphones, they saved my life. So I decided to do this like really sick graphic of this guy in headphones. And then I put that on there. And then we did this really sick photo shoot in the park with Go running in like place or whatever. And the shit was really, really, really fucking sick. Right. And um, I took all those photos 
and I edited all the photos and I did the thing and it was a sleigh <laughs> and I was really excited about that. And I'm still very much proud of that from a year ago. It's still, it's pinned on my Instagram profile yeah. because I'm still really proud of it. So yeah. Is that the first project that you think you, you felt like you had something on your hands? Yeah. That and the, um, the execution of the pop-up were two, my two projects where I was like, well, you got I'm kind of eating. Yeah. I'm kind of. <laughs> I'm kind of doing good. Or whatever, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so, are you? Do you think? Are you intentionally trying to fill a void within the quote-unquote culture, or do you think it's just something that that that's naturally coming? And if it does fill a void, then you know it. It is that. Yes and no, because in the culture that I am in, and on like the internet and shit, like this is all stuff that is like kind of like not necessarily like similar, but it's like everybody who I'm kind of like, um, I'm a fan of, and I'm interested of, we're all kind of like on like the same, like wavelength or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I will say, I do think I'm bringing kind of like a new, let me, let me say this in the best way possible. I am bringing kind of like a different taste of shit, at least in like the greater Columbus art scene. Cause there's nobody, I will say this there there's nobody like me here creative output wise yeah so, yeah yeah no one's doing the things that you're doing yeah i don't want to sound like too like narcissistic or no like i don't think cunty. that is if i mean <laughs> if you, i mean if you know if you know where you sit within the grand scheme of this area that we're playing around in then mm-hmm. you know that is what it is that is what it is for sure yeah so let's get let's dig a little bit deeper into this new project that you got going on if oh that's my fine. god if that's fine Woo. you've been you've been touching on it a little bit it's 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 been coming up you know throughout this whole conversation but i mean i believe that a lot of people are waiting on what's next because it has been i fucking hope so <laughs> yeah, i mean it's been a year since since you know you put something together right like around yeah. this time <laughs> yeah last year before we talk about that how has this last year been for you creatively and why wait until now to put something out um it's about what i said earlier about like really like taking the time to put out the best product possible like i said i used to like put out a bunch of shit that i like came up with in the moment and then by the time it's produced i already hate it so it's about like really honing in on ideas and um executing them in the most efficient way possible so i started working extensively on new suburbia honestly for like a year I want to say like before February, I had a completely different idea of what the new suburbia was going to be. And my friend Ishmael gave me this really good advice where I was showing him like my designs and like the stuff I wanted to do. And he was like, okay, so what you can do is you can make another t-shirt and all your friends and everybody will buy that t-shirt and it'll like stay in this general area. But if you make something else, that's going to catch the like attention of like something else that isn't a t-shirt, then you're going to grab the attention of everybody else mm. and it won't be just that's like a such, a, such a contained thing. And I took that advice really, 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 really to heart. So I started working on alternative things as opposed to just dropping a fucking t-shirt. Cause it's like, who the fuck cares about a t-shirt at this point? Yeah. <laughs> like in all, in all honesty, a t-shirt's still coming out cause I need to pay the bills. Of course. But like, <laughs> but like in the grand scheme of things, like who, who fucking cares? Like who, who cares? Who cares? It's 20, it's 2022. Like who cares yeah. <laughs> about just like a generic, like startup streetwear brands, like t-shirt, like for real. Yeah. For real. It's and about, like, it's about what's behind you know, no, what, like what you're going to do bigger, bigger exactly, than just the t-shirt. Exactly. Matter of fact, like 
I was talking to my other friends about this before about like brand identity. Take a brand like I'm gonna just use them as an example, Balenciaga, right? Yeah. Balenciaga puts out these like when you see their runway shows, they put out these these really like absurd, very like like uh the shit that Demna does is absolutely insane. But like they put out these really absurd, like crazy, like crazy, crazy, crazy things. You go on the Balenciaga website, they have these like pieces of clothing that you think like nobody would ever fucking wear. Mm-hmm. And except for like an exception, a very small exception of people, when people buy Balenciaga, they're not buying the pieces that like the like the big like crazy absurd pieces right they're buying those damn shoes they're buying those damn socks they're buying a hoodie they're buying a whatever because they want to feel affiliation with that brand 100 percent. so it's like the like crazy like avant-garde haute couture pieces people see that and they're like oh i want to be a part of that so i'm going to buy some balenciaga socks mm-hmm. i'm going to buy some balenciaga uh, uh, uh boxers i'm going to buy some balenciaga whatever right right so that way they can feel like they're in proximity of the brand, but really they don't have the full understanding of what the brand means and like what the brand like actually is like giving. Yeah. Yeah. I'm there for that. I'm there for that 100%. So just so I'm clear, you don't think that these socks or these t-shirts that some of these like high fashion houses are putting out are true representations of the brand itself. Oh, absolutely not. They put out that shit to make, to, to get the money. Absolutely. Because it's like, they do their their fashion shows and the runway shows with their Okutor pieces to help to help the upheal the um the identity of their brand. But at the end of the day, that's not where their money's coming from. Mm-hmm. Their money's coming from their those t-shirts. Those money's are coming from those socks. Those money is coming from those Gucci slides. That money's coming from that small Louis Vuitton bag. It's like that's what's the big money makers. So they use that money to then put fund the actual like artistry, which is like the Okutor and right. like the runway. Are you hoping to move in that direction? We're going to put a pin in that question. <laughs> That's fair. All right, man. This has been great. This has been a great talk. And, you know, I really appreciate you coming out here and and sharing your words and your mind. And it's it's amazing. It's amazing for sure. Thanks. I kind of just be rambling, but like. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all good. It's, 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 it's great. Very. Uh, informative rambling, if that's what we're going to call it. Thanks. <laughs> um, but do you consider your work a part of you? Absolutely. 100%. It would be inauthentic if it wasn't. And then off of that, are you comfortable with people labeling you as an artist for, for the rest of your life? 100%. I have nothing else without it. Nice and easy. He started it off easy and ended it easy. Crazy. I got a few more questions for you. Uh, you know, you, you, you've, you've mentioned it very, very many times, but just a, a concise answer for me. What's next? What, what can we look for here in the future from Isaiah? The Suburbia out, Al. Um, that'll be out soon, hopefully, pray to God. Um, I just like all like the like product itself is done. It's just like semantic shit. Like I have to like I have to finish like the website and like do some like little like touch ups. But other than that, like shit is done. Hopefully it'll be out in the next like month or two. Right. And then all like the fucking words I've been saying for the last year will be worth it. Um, <laughs> and then after that like I said, I've been kind of like unmotivated to like really like put, like make stuff. But like I said, I'm trying to break out of that cycle like like now. So hopefully I'll have some new stuff ready. And um, a couple months afterwards, I really, something I was talking to like my other friends about is that it's like, I kind of want to like, 
right now, like I said, I'm like a multimedia artist, but like right now I see clothing as like the medium to put that art, the art right now. Mm -hmm. So it's like that could change at any point. So I really want to focus on, um, illustration in the next year. I also really want to focus on, um, making uh, toys and making like, uh, uh, like 3d works That's because, fire. uh, I have like a lot of like characters that I'd love to like execute in like a 3d field. So yeah, that's the other thing about me. I really love collecting um, like t uh, toys and like figures and like shit like that. Yeah, so yeah. That's fire. Has it been frustrating at all this last year to, to hold on to this work and, and not put something? 100%. I've been sitting here being like, bro, I'm not doing shit, but in all actuality, I've been doing it all. And um, I haven't really been able to like share it yet, but I've been, I've been hard at work for this stuff for the last year. All my friends know it, but it's yeah. like, I've been very hard at work for the shit that I'm about to put out. And it feels like I haven't been because I haven't like been like showing it. That's the other thing. Um, snippet culture has ruined artistry. Facts. I like, I don't give a shit about whatever thing that's coming out. Don't show, don't show me that shit until it's done. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's like whatever. And I've been like, if you like see it on like my Instagram or whatever, I've been like slowly teasing like new suburbia, like in like some like outfits and yeah, like soft like launch random, type shit. like whatever. But like, I haven't like said, this is the new suburbia and this is when it, cause it's like, it's not done yet. So I'm like, why would I like, <laughs> why would I like push it on y'all if it's not even done yet? Like, right. please. <laughs> but I think that's cool. I honestly even think like that kind of shit is so dope because you'll see fucking like, I don't know, Uzi or something in some like unreal or like we'll, we'll say we'll say Frank because he's even more like reclusive right and he'll post you'll see a picture and he's got like a new t-shirt on or something and but he's not making it like a spectacle right. about it right right that's the shit that's annoying right don't sit here and post like hey guys new snippets what do you guys think like hey guys this is what I might be releasing next, next year what do you guys think it's like first off that shows so much insecurity in your work right I don't even show my friends my shit I show my creative base which is literally like two other people my things get their reception and once things are in the final product then i'll like show like other people yeah. to like give like kind of like a reception but while it's in like the conceptual phase i don't show anybody that shit because it's like i wanted to stay true to what i am and like the second you the second you start getting a second opinions that early it's like okay so now you're not even being true to yourself yeah you're really like like focusing it on secondary opinion yeah so what does your creative process look like then I'm very curious to hear from from start to 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 finish. Girl, I don't even fucking know. I kind <laughs> I gotta just be like doing whatever. But um, usually, what I do is I usually like I'll think of an idea, pull a reference, start drawing it, um, and then I usually like scan that into like Photoshop and then finish it on there and then sit on it for like a couple days and then see how I feel and then go from there. Got you. Yeah, nice and easy, streamline, low key. Yeah. <laughs> so we're always trying to grow the audience. We're always trying to tap into as many different avenues as we can so in your mind who would make a good guest on the podcast i don't know you kind of like already had everybody that i care about personally <laughs> um peter campanelli <laughs> yeah i've heard i've heard he he does great work i've heard he does great work so fantastic he is absolutely fantastic definitely got to um uh she's not local to columbus but this is my shout out to you bestie um miss niori um amazing artist amazing musician um, amazing person so yeah and then that goes right into the next point this is your open mic shout outs go ahead list can be as long or as short as you'd like it to be 
Um, I want to say thank you to Mr. Praise God's Will. Wouldn't be here without you. Love you so bad. Thank you so much. Want to thank you to Peter Campanelli. Thank you for designing this website. Heart emoji. It'll be done soon. LOL. Um, shout out to Luna. Thank you so much for always allowing me to use your resources to execute ideas. Appreciate it so much. And shout out to my primary friend group. They know who they are. Thank you. Word, word. All right, bro. Last question I got for you. Don't want you to think on it too hard, but I know this one, I'm very interested to hear what your answer is to this one. So if you could live in the world of any any anime, which one would it be? And that means you can take on like all the powers that people have or like, you know, do the things that they do, but which which one you going with? All the animes I like are fucked up, so it's like I don't want to live in any of them. <laughs> Living in the world of fucking Evangelion, that shit would facts. be fucking ass. Yeah, facts. That shit would be terrible. Yeah, none of them, because <laughs> it would all suck. All right, easy, easy. Okay, cool. You got anything else to say? Everybody who's listening to this, listen to Janet Jackson's The Velvet Rope, and listen to Khaleesi's Wonderland, and Lady Gaga's The Fame Monster. Thank you. All right, we're about to cut it right there. And then you have it, the official Isaiah, aka Isaiah's dumb interview. Big shout out to my man Isaiah for coming in and talking with me. I appreciate his time, his mind, and everything he had to offer to the conversation. He even showed me a little bit of the new suburbia that's coming out here soon. And man, y'all gotta wait. That that shit is crazy. That shit is crazy. Like I said at the top of the show, you can follow Isaiah on Instagram at Isaiah is dumb. And you can follow Suburbia at suburbia.brand, B-R-N-D, on Instagram. In terms of Annoyed TV, you know where to find us, at annoyed.tv on Instagram, and annoyedtv.com for all your updated blog posts and episodes. We're going out with Little Busters by The Pillows. It's the second one Isaiah chose for us. As always, I'm your host, Jason Megacy, and you're listening to Annoyed TV. Annoyed TV.